Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, my love. Cheers, babe. Uh, first question, where is summer? <laughs> that is that is so real. What is yeah. happening, man? It is June, and I can't sit outside in our bonfire because, well, I need a bonfire because it's cold. And then two days ago, it monsooned in Seattle. Now, if you're living in Florida, you get the hurricanes, and you're used to like these torrential downpours. The wind and the waves. It hailed so much that our entire so patio was covered with hail. And then it rained as if God himself was taking a bath and let it overflow, right? It's, like, it's, it's something else. And don't even try and drive. We're trying to teach our daughter, 15 years old, to drive in this climate. And it is, it is dangerous. No, you know what's dangerous is everybody, everybody <laughs> has forgotten how to drive because they've been quarantined That's for so long. That's actually true. Like, it is actually really dangerous. No, yeah. I mean, everybody. I've Multiple times people have just merged over on me. I, I, I'm you like, know what I think it is? Did people actually just forget how to drive? No, I think if you were driving during quarantine times, like the roads have been so empty and no one's been out. Yeah, but they, they're swerving into lanes. They're yeah, not they using a blinker. You didn't have to check before. Like, they're, everything was a ghost town. But now it's like people are just like, doing like U-turns and changing lanes, but it's like, oh, but traffic is bad. Oh, you know, what's been a really a big blessing is we've gotten a rebate check from our insurance company because we haven't been on the road so much, so they owe us money. So apparently they've just been giving me $100 every month. I would say moving forward, insurance companies, we need to pay more money because people are such bad drivers. Why would you ever say that? Because Why accidents would you try are a real thing. And undo a right. <laughs> I mean, saying, yeah, you like, just wronged a right. The insurance companies back. should be paying us money back. It, it, we we, we got to pray for your children. And man, man well, you, we, are living in, we are living in real times when insurance companies give you money back. back. That's true. It's real. Yeah, that's a miracle. Am I the Vic, only one? The sound did, you get, did, the, did you get money back from your insurance company? I mean, I got like 122 months ago, 100 bucks last month. It's been a blessing. I don't think they gave me any. Huh? You're high risk, so <laughs> like I high risk or the high maintenance. I can't get which one there are, is. Are, are kind of a struggle in I'm general. I'm a driver, but I don't get an accident. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Well, you get accident. You get in accidents with yourself. Like if there's a pillar in the road, you're hitting. Here's it. what if you have. You have happy up. little accidents. That's what you have. <laughs> you're backing up into. No one something. gets injured in your accidents, <laughs> but. but Things These damaged like- things to your own vehicle, yeah. It's a little, like, little dense. You call it character. You're like, look. Little, little scrapes. <laughs> yeah. um, like I had it custom made. I wanted it like indented right here. You okay. know, I thought Vic was not a very good driver. Then I was uh, in Jacksonville with my sister, and I'm only going to say this because she may be tuning in. I've met some really challenging drivers. <laughs> she's, she's on a level that is like, I believe angels are all over her every time she pulls up. I mean, am I not? It, it's... What you say is facts. Jessica, I love you. She she's a challenge and, driver. Um, she's she's not a good driver, guys. <laughs> oh. I'm just gonna say it. Like, <laughs> like explain how though. Like, does she does she hit things? Does Vic, she? I'm gonna let you explain because if she's I that guy, I told her I was like, Jess, you're driving in the left lane, like ten under the speed limit, and getting upset about people tailgating you. Oh, like you need to get over. She's like, I'm comfortable. So I'm Jen, like, that's oh. opposite of you because you're 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 a speed demon. Like you fly so fast. No, no, no. She. She drives very fast, and she tailgates. You well, t- only, only when it's raining and very dangerous. Then she's like, "Time to go fast." <laughs> you know those drivers where they speed up and then they slow down. It's like that's what it's like. It's like you just speed up to oh, slow man. down. Speed up to slow. Chucking your sister under the bus. Sorry, <laughs> Jesse, Jess. I love you so much, Jess. I'm but, sorry um, they chucked under the bus, but you'd be there anyways. Apparently, look, by the way Jen's you drive, not a good driver either. <laughs> Jen is not a good driver. What? Yeah, yeah. babe. No, you well, are not. Well, Vic, you're not a good driver. Wait a second. I agree. 
Can we all collectively driver. agree the only good driver in the room is me? No, yes. I am actually a good driver. I, I like to speed. First stage is denial, babe. But I babe. speed with safety. First stage oh. is denial, okay. babe. No. <laughs> all right. Okay. Hey, Maybe I'm excited. Walk. This is this is kind of monumental um, podcast for us. Um, we are we are starting a church this summer. So if you listen to the podcast and you've been a part of it, um, you know that we're we're people of faith. And in fact, Jen and I have been pastors for. I don't know, two decades. It makes me feel really old to say that. But I went through a transition about a year ago, and so um, I've, I've, been, I've been grinding on the down low. On the down low. And so we're going to be starting a church in the next month or two. Super exciting. Yeah, which has been really unique during quarantine. Yeah. We've actually, we are a church, in fact, um, already legally with the state and a 501c3 nonprofit We just haven't officially. Um, church, but because of quarantine and stuff, yes. it just didn't make sense to be like, we're starting a church. So here's the thing. We'll talk about that more at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned, We're going to give you the name of the church and kind of give you details for those that live in the Seattle area and are interested and in maybe joining us um, when we, we gather. We would love to have you. Um, yeah, we'd love to have you. So if you hang into the end of this episode, we'll talk about that more, right, babe? Let's do it. The thing of it is, we're starting a bunch of new things. And I, I don't know if this is like... I don't, is this, is this another chapter in our lives or is another act? I feel like this wouldn't be act two. I feel like act one in our lives was like our youth and then we got married at 20 and then act three was like our twenties and thirties and then now we're 40. I feel like, I feel like we're in act three, right? You know? I mean, like if, if we're, if life is like two parts, first part, second part, I really do feel like we're in the second part and yeah. like we're just getting started. And the unique season is, is that we had our kids so young and they're kind of kind of grown we're kind of done raising kids bye-bye and <laughs> no. i feel like in so many she's ways like, hey. still here 15 <laughs> uh live in the house but she's like doing her her thing she's working, working her man job. Yeah, like, yeah. just she's an amazing young woman but it's like it's exciting because you sounded like a mom right there she's, she's an amazing, amazing young, young woman, woman. <laughs> i am a mom i've been a mom for 20 years know, but let's not go mom and dad-ish well Let's stay. We're the coolest mom and dad you've ever met. So let's yeah, just, we is. Let's just um, mention that. But I am I am um, thrilled because this next season is going to be extraordinary. And I just feel like it's just going to be better than it's ever been. I know. I love you. And we've spent the last nine You're months doing positive. all kinds of things. I mean, you've been writing a book. and Yeah, I feel like we're starting much things. So yeah, I've got recently gotten into the publishing industry, which has been cool. Did you just sniff your armpit? I like coughed into my armpit. Oh, I thought you were sniffing no. your armpit. <laughs> like, Way to call her out. <laughs> oh yeah, man. There's no secrets here. This is a whole... This is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Love can't cover that odor. <laughs> oh my word! I, I was trying to not cough in the mic. Oh, I got I mean? you. Okay, yeah, you're doing the uh, the quarantine cough, which is yeah, good. Totally. We don't cough in our hands anymore. We cough into our, our armpits. Like <laughs> I have a hoodie on, so I was going. Hey, to is eat. someone making tacos? <laughs> oh. oh wait, no. Why? You need to shower. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't think I've ever smelled bo on you. I don't really sweat. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, you don't sweat the petty things and you don't pet the sweaty things. Oh. Which is one thing God. I love about you. Um, <laughs> we're starting a few new things. Um, I'm, I'm Babe, writing a book. exciting. Yeah. yeah. Like you landed a deal. Got a, uh, got a contract with a literary agent, which, which is, is a big deal. And I, we won't go into that right now. That was maybe one of the hardest things I've, I've ever done. I don't think, I didn't think it was possible. We just kind of, one thing leads to another. And the only way you ever get published in this world is to have a literary agent. And so... Um, I think it was a God thing. So that's really cool. So I'm starting new. I feel like a kid in the publishing world, but I'm excited You're for the next 40 so years much, of my life yeah. to do that and to get this book out there. We're not going to tell you the title of the book yet because it might change. Good. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> but um, and, then, and then we're opening up a storefront here um, just in the next week or so. Totem Lake. Uh-huh. For Sweet Serenity, which, area. babe, I'm so proud of you. You had this online business and kind of deliveries, and now um, we're going to have a permanent fun. spot. 
We're gonna and give it a go. Who knows? It may fail. It may work. But it's it's that season, it's, right? Yeah, like we're let's just you'll never know unless, unless you, you go. go right? And I feel like for the last six months or nine months or a year, we've been talking like that, and it's just kind of exciting to be doing. And I think it's even things. more exciting. Like it's it's one thing to say you're gonna do something, and then you just can't get around to actually do it. And we're like we're Dick, you know feeling- what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, you're I'm just, you're so just joking. So Big's killing life. I know. Like armpits, I've got an edge. Mm-hmm. But it's it's so it's so fun to have that that sensation of like, oh my gosh, like this is actually happening, and I'm excited. So with the flower carts and the candles, it's just going to be kind of an element of Sweet business serenity. that will just yeah. see what happens. And I just know God will bless it. And I just it needs to be noted that I am also um, the vice president of Sweet Serenity Company. I think it does. Yeah, it does. I need for people to know that this is you and I. Okay? And I see um, some insecurity a little bit in you. Like um, I sleep with the president. <laughs> You do, babe. That's a soundbite if I ever had one. Yeah, don't take that out. Yeah, don't take that out of context. I take. Okay, moving on. Here's what I want, babe. I was thinking as we were starting all these new things, um, which is is exciting and frightening at the same time, right? Like I'm I'm equal parts excited and then apprehensive. Equal, yeah, equal parts apprehensive. Like, Like, is it gonna work? But honestly, what what's the point? Um, We've kind of. we were talking about this this morning, in fact, um, in, our, in one of our staff meetings that we have with the non-staff of our church. <laughs> There's three of us. Um, and I was like, I want everything. It's like we have a blank canvas and we can do this next half of our lives. Like we can decide, like, how are we going to do yeah. it? I think so many times you kind of just make work, make it do what it do. You work with what you've been given. You know, and I, and I believe in that. Like do what you can where you are with what you have right now. Like I just fundamentally believe that. But it's like we have this moment and I'm so grateful for it to build um, from scratch. Like, and I, not actually from scratch. We're, we're going on 40 years of life and 25 years of experience in an arena and, you know, I mean, for five, 10 years, 10 years of I mean, business, 10 years yeah. we were in Atlanta with my parents and we, we lived and, and were in ministry full time there. And then we came here. We've been at church home for 13 and a half years. We transitioned, like you said, um, six, seven months ago. And almost a year ago, I this feel is probably like, the yeah. first um, new decade or, or season in our life where, like you said, we we're kind of like, oh my gosh, everything that we ever wanted to do or sort of kind of was leaning to doing and maybe couldn't do it all the way, not because it was a bad thing. It was just wasn't maybe the thing, you know, in our hearts at that time to do. We're fully have, it's almost like mom and dad just gave us permission to do whatever we want. Yeah. It's like it's life is a blank canvas and we're Bob and Brenda Bro- Ross. You know what I'm saying? Is his wife named Brenda? <laughs> Who's Brenda Ross? Bob Ross. <laughs> I'm just assuming his wife's name is Brenda. <laughs> Bob and Brenda. Someone and needs to Google that. Is that his wife's no, name? No, I just is going with the bees. Um, so I was thinking this: the three things. Jane. That, is it Jane? You just found out. Wait to your job, Victor Soundcheck. Jane. Oh, maybe Linda. I'm not sure. <laughs> Linda would be maybe awesome. Was his second listen, wife. Linda. Listen, Linda. And I could hear Bob Ross saying that. Listen, Linda. Um, I keep trying to get to this thought. He said more than one. That's the problem. Okay. Is Bob Ross still alive? No. I was going to say rest in peace, but I don't want to say that if he's still alive. No, I, I believe Vic, he's do your passed. job. We'll get to it. Um, Jen, can I make this point? He's wrong with, Aww, I, he died on July 4th. Sorry, I know you need to make the point. Of right of what year? Uh, 1995. It's your dad's oh, birthday. a while ago. Okay, okay, that was, yeah. That was the year I graduated. Bob Ross died when I graduated? That's sad. 
What did he say? Little, we don't make mistakes. Happy we, little accidents. Happy little accidents. That's what I say about my car. That's literally what we're going to experience. <laughs> like, we're not going to make mistakes. We're going to have happy little accidents at times. And I think the decade. thing as we go into this new thing, which I want to talk about on podcast today, is three things. We're going. We're we're committed to like the, with the church, with business, with this podcast, with the books, with everything that we're going to do. We want to build. We want to serve and we want to live. And we kind of talked about like those are going to be the three kind of defining elements. We're going to build, we're going to serve, and we're going to live. So I kind of want to take just a few moments to kind of break down what each of those means to us. And I think this applies to anyone in life. Um, just kind of like the foundation of like if we're not building, if it if it's not building, then why would we do it? If we're if it's if it's not serving people, then why are we doing it? And if we're not living life to the fullest, then why are we doing it? So kind of eliminate the things that don't fall into that category. And I think I one of the that. things that has super inspired me, especially when it comes to starting this church and when it comes to just doing life right now, is I want to do the simple things well. Um, and if we can't do it well, then don't do it yet. And so, because I think, you know, if you can just keep it simple, you know, just whatever it is that you know that you can do, do that really, really well. Yes. And then you're, you'll expand and there'll be more, you'll have more, um, you know, bandwidth, and then you can add things to it. But I think so many times when we're starting out, we just, we do a bunch of things okay, and we never just crush one thing. And so we feel super confident about that in the season we're going into, and this is going to help us do that. We're going to we're gonna funnel it through these kind of filters, build, serve, and live, right? I so, love that. Okay, so we take a few moments and kind of talk about them and um, build. The first thing for us, for me, that kind of means we're going to pioneer we're going to innovate. We're going to try and try again. We're going to risk. We're going to work hard, right? Um, and in every element of our lives, and all these new avenues and things that are in our heart, absolutely. Someone said to me the other day, it was a family member, like, dude, like of all the times to start a church, right? I was like, you know what? I think we can be the most innovative people on the planet. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to be unique gathering together as a community, which we are going to gather together. That's just to make that clear. Like we're going to get together. I think in the days to come, people will be so grateful for the ability to get together again. I know there's some risks. And I know we have to be socially mindful and be careful and stay safe. And But at the same time, man, just getting together with people in Absolutely. person tangibly, I can't wait for that. I think there's going to be a resurgence of that. People are going to are longing for it. Um, there's just something about community, in-person, tangible community. You know what I'm saying? I'm grateful for digital things. I'm grateful for the ability to, but man, there's just something about getting out with people again. And so, um, but we're going to innovate. We're going to come up with, with ways to do it well. We're going to take risk. But I think above all, for me, building insinuates kind of like this thought of like working hard. Um, isn't it crazy? I think in life, we reserve working hard for when we're adults. Like when you're a kid, you learn. Like Our youth years are, are used to learning. When we're adults, we grind, we work hard. And then in our old age, typically you would say like people begin to reflect and think back on like life. And I, first of all, I think we should do all of those right now. I think we should always learn. I think we should always work hard. I think we should always be reflecting. I think it's, why wait? Like why, why section it off? But there is something to be said about working hard. Just going for it and putting in the hours. I used to have this, um, I hated the word busy. And part of me still does. Like people are like, oh, you're so busy, you can't meet. I wanted to be like, no, I actually think busy is a bad description. My life is full. If I'm so busy, I can't meet. I think people that are very, very 
capable and have full schedules actually have the ability to schedule. So it's like, no, we can actually meet. I can make time for you because I'm very efficient. You know, so I didn't I didn't like the word busy. But can I just say this? If I'm being honest, I think busy is better than idle. Absolutely. Like if you can't be efficient and if you can't do like what you really want to do and make it count, I would rather, and this is coming out of quarantine, I would rather just totally. be busy doing something. You can say that again. Than doing Especially nothing. Especially this last season. Totally. Yeah. Why are you saying it like that? Well, because it's like quarantine. I feel like you're saying it to me personally. Well, no, I'm just saying oh. like for all of us collectively, we've all, for the first time in the world, I mean, some people are really working a lot of hours at home. Sure. But but let's just be I'll be honest. It's it's definitely not as full as busy as it would have been or has been working from home or just being home. And and a person like me, I'm more of an A type personality. Like I'm better when I have a full day. Yeah, you are. I just am my I I'm a better person, a better version of myself when yeah. there's just like nothing going on. But you're no sexier plans. when you're chilling. <laughs> just so you know, every time you're like chill on the couch, like in your sweats and you're just like, I'm like, dear God, like, it's so true. Okay, then you say I'm sexy when I'm like, you know, creating. But then you business. get into work mode and I'm like, okay, stay out of the way. She's in work Here mode. Here I come. I'm about to bulldoze you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but there's balance. But I'm just saying, especially out of this season, it's like there's there's something in all of us that God created us to work hard. You were made to build. Yes. Idle time is dangerous. When you're not Especially doing anything and you become idle, I mean, you can say your teens or whatever. I mean, it's like you start to do things. You start to, um, I mean, you can get lazy. You start to lose motivation. I mean, you start to like, I mean, idle time. They said alcoholism is absolutely on the rise during this season because people are like, I'm just gonna have a drink and it's noon and then I'm gonna have a drink and it's two and then I'm gonna have a drink and it's four and now I can't remember what I'm doing. You know, it's like, yeah. you all of a sudden you can get into bad habits, you get into um, toxic thoughts. Idle time is no good. In fact, I think we get into trouble when we're doing nothing. I would much rather like come up with a, a just a random busy to-do list, which I've done during quarantine, like gonna go fix the locks over here, gonna go um, pull the weeds over there, gonna go, uh, I just like come up with things to do so that I'm not busy. You can, like, go into a voice, like when you're doing like <laughs> gonna go, dad uh, duties. Gonna go change out the laundry thing. <laughs> dad, yeah. dad duties. Yeah, no, but can I just say too, and for people who are listening, you're like, well, I'm not really starting a business or I don't even have a job right now and so I like, I don't have anything to build. Can I just say, yes, you do. Mm. Yes, you do. Like we can learn. Like you could decide, I'm going to read a, a new book. I'm going to complete that build book. Build your brain. I'm, yeah, I'm going to complete that book this month. Like Do some push-ups, build your muscles. There's so many things that that we we can do in so many unique seasons of life to better ourselves, to grow ourselves. I mean, I'm in a season of learning so much right now, just with the climate of the world. Like I'm just learning. I'm saying less and listening more. And I and I hope that's what we're all doing. But like you just said, yeah, it's not just a matter a of like, oh, are you building a career? Are you building your business? No, there's there's so many levels to that. And I think you really hit a really good point. Thank you. I felt it was brilliant as it's well. Brilliant. Challenge is necessary. In fact, um, working hard is a good thing. It's actually good for your soul. It's good for your mind. It's good for your body. Um, our daughter Serenity right now, she's working she got a job at Chick-fil-A. She's worked 25 hours this week, and she had to work. I'll never forget, it was just a few weeks ago, she had to work her first eight-hour shift. Since then, she's worked three of them. And she was like, oh, she was like, thought she was going to die. Eight hours of working. you know. Eight hours of doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And then the, next, then the next time she did the eight-hour shift, the next Saturday, she's like, it was hard, but it wasn't as hard. She has another one coming up. And she's like, ah, I'm kind of used to it. Because at first, the hard work was just like, you I adapt. can't even fathom it. 
Like, this is ridiculous, especially coming out of quarantine for her. Now she's like, ah, you get used to it. Like, you, you expand. You can start to, yes. like, it's like a rubber band. Like, you give it tension. It can grow and grow and expand and expand. And hard work. Until it snaps. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that just saying, get like, a new one, baby. Just get it's a always, new one. <laughs> it's always darkest just before it goes pitch black. You know, like, people are like, just for the light shines. No, before it goes pitch black. I think this. Here's an equation, I think, that Serenity is learning that I'm reminded of in my 40s. Hard work plus time equals success. You might be like, oh, no. Now, if you add talent, skill, and ability to that, it Hello. can exponentially qualify. But no matter what you're doing, if you work hard and you add time to it, you're going to be successful to some degree. It's actually impossible. Serenity was like, I worked 27 hours this week, right? And I was so proud of her. And I was like, I did the math real quick. I'm like, you know what you just made? You just made $400, which she was blown away. She's 15. She's like, what? Yep. I'm like, you yep. know what you're going to make Changes in a month? Everything. You're going to make over $1,000. She's like, what? You know, like, like the hard most money she's ever made. Yeah. Right. Ever. Hard work plus time equals success. So we're going to build. We're going to pioneer. We're going to put in the work. And I just, I know this. It's going to pay off. And it'll pay off for all of us in life. Secondly, serve. This is huge for us. We've said this more on this podcast. And I'm just going to commit the rest of my life to this motto. How can I help? Why? Because I care. And if I don't care, I'm going to learn to care. Like so good. Serving. And can I just say this? Serving is leading. And you're like, whoa, 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 the leader leads. No, 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 don't confuse leadership and being a boss. Um, when you're a leader, you work for your team. They don't work for you. Can wow. I just say that? That's a leader. Now, if everyone's working for you and so you can do what you got to do, and boom, boom, then you're a boss. Fine, there's bosses and leaders. But do not claim to lead if you are not serving people. And if you're not willing to do that, can I just say this? Leadership is a responsibility and you will be held accountable. It's, this is not a joke. You're, you exist as a leader to serve people. Why? Because leaders care. Yes. Bosses don't necessarily care. Bosses have an agenda. I'm not mad at a boss, right? Like they have an agenda. The boss isn't the bad guy. But don't call yourself a leader if you're just merely a boss. Lead. And leading, by definition, is, is serving. It's caring. It's caring. Um, How can we get better at serving? I think one of the things that is really, that you touched on just a moment ago, is we have to continue to learn. Don't allow what you know keep you from doing what you don't or learning what you don't. Uh, If I'm going to care, if I'm going to serve, I'm going to have to commit myself to growing, to learning. How how relevant and how, how paramount is this today in society, yes, where an entire an entire race of people, black people, have been completely misunderstood, and it is amazing. I had someone the other day. It actually was my son. He was like, "Dad, like all these like monuments that are being torn down of these these men and women that were actually very racist and like did terrible things to black people." He's like, "How how did, how did they, they get built?" And I'm like, "Right, <clears throat> excuse me." I'm like, "Right." As a white person, we were unaware. Or we were willfully ignorant, and it's, it's amazing now as you or begin we were to racist, right? Unintentionally, like yeah. now you begin to learn, like yeah, why were we honoring Christopher Columbus? The, like the history now, every and and, and, and they taught. And I don't want to vilify. I don't want to vilify people. Every man and woman has a right to be forgiven by God for what they've done. But dear Lord, but it Monuments? just goes to show, yep. like we need to learn. 
I've loved what's happened on social media and what's happening like, hey, maybe white people should stop talking and start listening. It's like, absolutely. We need to learn. We have to keep learning so that we can, so that we can genuinely help people, right? Yes. And serve people. And I think you're so right. And, you know, I, I think there's, with, when you meet people, someone they have, they're going to lean to one side. We all tend to lean one side or the other. And I'm learning, I need to slow down because a lot of my white friends will start talking and I can tell right away which side they're leaning on. And sometimes it's the side I don't want them to lean on. Yeah. So I want to like get kind of in their face a little too quick to be quite honest. Right, right. But I even think as we're listening to each other, like, People are leaning one side or the other with this whole thing going on. And I can I just say, I think there's a time for us to listen, especially if I'm speaking to another white female or a white man, there's a time to listen, but then there's a time to challenge. There's a time, like you said, I think it was Phil Farrell who said the racism conversation is not between a white man and a black man. It's between a white man and a white man, white person, white person, a white person, yeah. a white person. And, and I, that has rung in my heart so much because I've literally been able to slow down and start listening more and learning because of it. And can I tell you an element of learning is unlearning? In fact, I think one of the most difficult parts of learning is unlearning. Having to unlearn things that you thought were good. And here's the thing. Everyone knows something. Like we all in our spheres, in our worlds, whatever you do, whether you you pump gas at a gas station or you run a massive organization, right? Like we all know something. And so don't... I think it's easy for us to be like, here's what I know works. Well, just because it works doesn't mean it's what you should do. We sometimes have to unlearn what we have learned. That is so true of me as a white man in America today. I have to unlearn some things. I yeah. just, and we have to be able to own that. And here's why. Because we should care. Mm-hmm. We should actually care about other people. And can I just say, if you're adamant about your stance, I mean, you're just like going to die on a hill on, on a feeling or a conviction, especially as a white person in this season, that right there is probably a telltale sign that you need to probably take a step back and evaluate why you're so adamant about certain areas and certain things and learn to back away a little bit and to listen long enough so that you can care. Right. Love it. And then the last thing that we're kind of, is kind of formatting this for us, this next season of life, which I think is to live. And what I mean by that is laugh, um, don't do life at all, alone, community, be at ease, rest, take the time to reflect and think. Like I said, you know, it seems like reflection and consideration is reserved for old age. Like when we hit our 70s, it's like, man, really reflect on life. Why not right now while you're 20? Reflect on life right now. So taking the time to genuinely live, because I, if we consider and reconsider and contemplate and evaluate, if we do it now and keep doing that, all of a sudden we're going to live the best life we can. We're going to do better things because we're taking it. Some people are like, hey, I don't have time. I don't have time to stop and consider. Like, hold on. Absolutely, you don't have time not to stop and consider. I Can I just say this? You're actually really good at this, but at the same time, I've been very irritated at you for this like like so you disagree with this point well i no i completely agree but i get frustrated with this point because and i'm learning i'll say this i'll I just I hope i can say this right the other day we kind of like started disagreeing on some things a little bit about the whole reflecting and you you have this ability to consider and consider longer and consider more. I feel like reflect. you're insulting me. No, like you'll you'll take an idea and you'll it's a process. Tinge of sarcasm in your no, voice. you'll process not one day, not two days. Sometimes 
days. And I'm like, I already thought about it yesterday. I'm good. Let's let's pull the trigger. Yeah. Like that is literally me in a nutshell, yep. right? And you were just like, that's not going to serve you long-term, babe. Like, and you kind of started breaking down all the times that it hasn't served me. And so I'm like, I started listening more to your perspective. And, I, and it's actually quite profound because you were really, and I want you to share a little bit more because you were talking about the the ability to like, you even maybe know what to do, but you don't do it right in the moment. You take the time to consider the feeling of what you know to do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think if all you ever do is consider and evaluate and think and reevaluate and never do anything, you're just a daydreamer. I won't say a dreamer because I believe in dreamers. Right. You're a daydreamer. Which is like Meaning the other like side of the you, coin. At some point, yeah. you have to then act on what something. you've thought about. But yeah. I think we we make the better decisions. We 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 succeed more when we take a moment and think about it and consider it. Okay, I love this. So the agent that I just signed this contract with, and I think we're probably gonna be friends for life. He's just he's a really good guy. He's much older than me. So I'm looking forward to being mentored by this man as well. He's in his 60s. Um, I believe he's in his 60s. If he listens to this, he's not. I'm sorry. Um, he said this. I was talking about some deadlines for the book. And I'm like, hey, so what are these? He's like, Billy, good is better than fast. And I literally wanted to hug him across the phone lines, right? Like I'm like- That like sums up your personality. He's like, hey, Good is better than fast. Yeah, there'll be deadlines, jelly this, but what is more important is good is better than fast in the publishing world. I would say good is better than fast in life. Mm -hmm. Now, there are times and places to move fast. I still mm -hmm. think we can do good. But when you have the luxury, when you have the ability to take some moments and really think about it and consider it, the implications of it, how will this affect people? How will this affect me? How will this affect my family? How could I do this better? Am I just hitting autopilot? Good is better than thing, fast. that's the thing, because once you reflect, consider then when it's time to go, it's going to happen. And people around you will be like, whoa, like where did this come from? How did this happen? And it's because people don't realize the story that you took the time to consider, to reflect, to get all of the knowledge that you could possibly can to actually pull the trigger and, and run. And think about if you take all those things. We, we work hard. We're very intentional about how we work and why we work and what we're doing. So we take time to reflect and we do all of that with the mindset of how can I help other people? How can I lead people and how can I serve people? I mean, if you take those three things and whatever, whatever area of life you're in, in your marriage, as a parent, in a business, as an employee, as an employer, in whatever area you're in, like how does that not work out well? Right. So I'm committed to that. I think it's helpful. I'm encouraged. I'm very, very excited about the future. And, uh, I mean, it's cliche, but it's true. Best is yet to come. It really is. And? And? We're starting a church. What did you say? <laughs> okay. So, is um, that for real? I want to give the name for people that are listening. Thank you for all of you. Are, who you, are you sure, babe? Are you sure? <laughs> okay, here it is. Are you ready? Did you make a mistake? Drum roll for the name of our <laughs> church. <laughs> um, Hope Fellowship Shadow Church of the Most No, High. babe. It's Living Water <laughs> Community Church. Vic. Victory Fellowship on the Hill. Um, Coffee Wait, with Christ, Hopeville Church. No. Do you need Jesus? Come to our church. Um, <laughs> Meadowland in the Green Pastures, Church of the Holy. New Horizons on the Hill. Everything's on the Hill. What is that? 
Or, City on a hill, not under a bucket, a uh, bushel church. Here's <laughs> the thing. Church names church are the names. worst. Let's just all collectively just, calm down. Like, why are church names so weird? Can I just say this? Um, it's been the It's not thing. the name that makes the church. It's the community that okay, makes the name. Thank you. Can I give my, my, my best illustration of that? Yes, give it, baby. I think one of the greatest churches on the planet is T.D. Jake's The Potter's House. As you told me 21 years ago, Hey, we're gonna name our church the Potter's House. I just slapped you. Like what? Like, what are you calling that now? That it name is iconic because yeah, they have the built Potter's such house. a phenomenal community. It's like okay, Hillsong. Well, what does like, that even mean? Hillsong is like one word. That's not it's really a word. Song on a hill. I it's from the Sound of Music. The, the hills but, are alive with the sound. But everyone of music. loves it because of the right. amazing the community, community. Made the name significant. Hello. So we are more interested in building a community than a name. But we have come up with a name that we love. And this is the actual real name. It is uh, 116. 116 Church is the name of our church. You're like, why 116? Well, first of all, there's two reasons. The first one is it sounds cool. And we like numbers. Numbers are cooler, man. Like, yeah, I mean, just... you can't. And the logo looks awesome. And if you think that's superficial, welcome to our church. <laughs> We're not superficial, but it does. It sounds cool. It looks cool. Um, we like 116 Church. And, I, and then... The second reason why we're calling it 116 is um, Psalms 116. So I love this passage in scripture. And it essentially says this. It says, it says, when I was broken and at my lowest, God rescued me. And that is our story. And can I just say, that's not a one-time event. It's not that moment when God just saved me from myself and I, and I, and I put my trust in, in Jesus. No, it's every week for me. And so if you're a follower of Christ, I've been following God my whole I mean, life. Like how many times have you I don't think rescued? there's a week that doesn't go my where I need God yeah. to rescue my marriage, rescue me from my addiction, rescue me from myself, rescue me from my depression, rescue me from my failures, rescue me from my mistakes, rescue me like that is a that is an ongoing thing. When we hit our lowest moments, whether you've been in church your whole life or have never dawned the doorsteps of a, of a cathedral, God yes. rescues us. Yes. And then it goes on to say, and when I put my trust in him, it says that I can have divine confidence and calm. That's my favorite part. Which I love. This yeah. to me will be the anthem of our community. We can run and rest simultaneously. Yep. I'm so excited. Like we are going to run and go and help so many people and do so many things and just make a difference. And at the same time, we're going to rest and laugh and, enjoy and be at ease. We're not going to stress ourselves. ourselves. We're going to have people for dinner. We're going to have yeah. fun. Yeah. And I love that. And then it, and then Psalms 116 sums up. It's like, how can we respond to God for this? And here's how it says it in the, uh, in the message version. It says a toast, or it's in the Passion Translation. I don't know, it's like a toast to heaven right? for all his goodness. Like, you know, cheers, cheers. my love. Like, how like, perfect is that yes. for us? And you know what that means for me is we're going to live our lives forever grateful. I love Grateful that. that God rescues us continuously. Grateful that we can run and rest, that we can have confidence and calm. And so cheers to heaven. And so cheers. that's kind of the the thought behind the church that we're starting. We're going to be starting right here in the yeah, Seattle area. Yeah, I mean, a area. week from to today. You we're starting can, a week from well, today? Well, a week from today, we're going to start interest meetings. Interest it's going to be the meetings, first yeah. one on a Wednesday So be, yeah, tell them, babe. At 7 o'clock. So yeah. you can go to um, um, 116 Church on social media. Follow us. All the details will be in the bio there on the link. Also, you can go to 116church.org. And the reason why that's we want the web page. Yeah, right. Yeah. The reason why we want you to go there is you're going to kind of get a feel for a little bit of what we said. Also, you can RSVP to one of the interest meetings, and maybe you're you've been looking for a place to really call home or be a part of a great church or community. We would love for you just even come.
come check it out. Be a part of those interest meetings. We're going to have probably three over the next uh, three to four weeks. And all of those dates are on. And that'll be at our house. We live in Kirkland, Washington. So for everyone who's local, um, we just moved into a new house. Love to have you over. And we'll social distance, relax. Even the house we're in is like such a miracle, even the size. It's very large. So we'll be able to distance ourselves. But um, yeah, so I'm excited. We're going to do interest meetings for June and July. And the the hope is now we're kind of looking at the phase two opening in Seattle, which means we could gather. We can actually gather as a church right now, but only up to 100, and we're going to need a little more than that. So um, we're hoping end of July, July. we'll be able to have our first gathering, in-person gathering. Gathering. Um, A lot of people have been asking, are you doing like a digital thing or a home thing? We will have a digital presence, but we will be gathering. Well, you'll be able to, to catch sermons and music totally. um, online for sure. But no, we're getting together. Yo, we do with church. And I can't wait. I cannot wait yeah. to get together again. And it's going to be awesome. So I hope that you'll follow us at 116 Church. I hope that you'll check it out. Love to see you at an interest meeting and meet you. And man, we're going to do it, right? Yes. Can't wait. All right. Cheers, my love. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Mm-hmm.